and welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. We're taking you through this show. Big news happened Tuesday morning for the Steelers. They announced the official three-year extension of Mike Tomlin and Dale. Steelers Twitter went berserk. Either way, you you st- people stand on this. This is always a big deal when you talk about the future of Mike Tomlin with the team. And now the 14-year head coach will be locked up at least through the 2024 season. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I knew that was coming, that, that they were, were going to work on the extension at some point. I'm, I'm a little surprised at the timing uh, right before the draft, but it does get that out of the way. They extended uh, Kevin Colbert a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, you know, the next, uh, the next uh, one to fall them was Mike Tomlin. Um, and, and again, there, there's no real negotiation there. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin and, and Art Rooney uh, talk every day, uh, if not every day, every other day at least. And so, you know, they sit down, hey, you want to stay? Yeah, I want to stay. Well, okay, let's get this thing worked out. And, and uh, yeah, you got Mike Tomlin now for at least uh, another four years. Well, you know, at least he's under contract now for another four years. So, um, that's going to put him in some lofty company here. Uh, if you look at the uh, total win, uh, NFL wins, uh, he is now currently tied with Pete Carroll for 21st yep. in, in NFL wins. Um, Bill Cowers up next, uh, on the, on the list at 149, obviously Tomlin probably passes that one. You would certainly think so this year. Uh, then you're looking at Steve Owen at 19, Joe Gibbs at 154 is certainly within range within this next season, uh, you know, by the time he is done with this contract, assuming that there's not another one, uh, you know, you're looking at a guy who's in the top 15 all time in wins passing Paul Brown and Mike Holmgren as well. So uh, the other thing that this does, Chris, is it takes that off the table. I've been, you know, I've gotten the question every once in a while, you know, mm-hmm. do you see Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert retiring when Ben Roethlisberger retires? No, that's what I wanted to get to you about, man, because yeah. I, I've seen I've seen that because they, they signed one year extensions and they were like, "Ooh, they're both just waiting for Ben Roethlisberger to retire. And I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. I've always felt like with the way this defense has looked, Mike Tomlin's going to want to be part of, you know, whatever era comes after this and usher in whoever the new quarterback is and and keep rolling. And I mean, heck, you know, for the people who say, oh, he can't, you know, he can't compete in the season without Ben Roethlisberger. Well, he went eight and eight in the year where he had Devlin Hodges, you know, playing for most of the season so to me this is this is another Steelers doing Steelers things keeping the stability within their organization and the head coach that isn't the problem because you know a lot of the things that people are saying Dale right now is they point to oh well they've only won three playoff games in the last 10 years and oh they haven't won a Super Bowl since 2008 and this is just accepting mediocrity I I just think it's hogwash when you look across the NFL at all the NFL coaches and what people have been doing yeah, I mean, you can't just look at things in a vacuum. You have to look at the league in, in its in its entirety. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin's a football coach. That's what this is. What he does. He's still. He's not even fifty yet. Um, you know, he. I, I think the reason why you saw, um, you know, the one year extension with the with the option year the last time uh, was because his sons were going into college. Mm. Um, I think now he realizes, okay, I can manage this, right, and, and still, you know you know, see my kids, mm-hmm. um, you know, so this, co- this latest contract's going to take him through when his kids are done with college, his, his boys, anyways, his daughter is now, I think 14 or 15. So, you know, it, it, it's, 
it, it's tough to be an NFL head coach. It's it tough is. to be an NFL coach, period, any coach, mm-hmm. because of the time, con, you know, the time that you're put uh, con, constraints that you have. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Bill Cowher got out. You know, you want to spend more time with your family. You want to see your kids grow up and you miss a lot of stuff when you're, when you're, you know, spending so many hours, uh, you know, for at least three quarters of the year, uh, you know, coaching a football team, but this is what he does. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine Mike Tomlin wanting to do anything else. I mean, I've, I've had the conversations with him in the past, you know, he would, he would sequester the team at St. Vincent college for the year mm. if he could. <laughs> and just, just, lock them up. Stay there. just live in that environment where you do nothing but think football 24 hours a day you know seven days a week uh but because this is what he loves to do mm-hmm. it, it's and it, it, he loves every part of the Steelers year like you know I, one thing Adam, Adam Schefter was talking about in his podcast when he was talking to Najee Harris and Najee Harris said he, he was impressed by Mike Tomlin and the Steelers he said, you know, Schefter said, if anytime I've run into Mike Tomlin, just during the draft process, he loves, he just, he just breathes it. He's all a part of it. And that seems to be every part of the year. He's all about scouting players. He's all about developing players. He's all about coaching players. He's all about being, you know, being the leader of men in the, in, during the season and dealing with wins and losses. He, he lives and breathes this. And again, his teams are always in the hunt. They're always competing. And, you know, they're always at the end of the year, they're making a push to either fight for the playoffs or be in the playoffs and, and, and go farther. Um, I, I think that Steelers fans, you know, when, when, like you said, when you, when you live in a vacuum and you, and you're saying, well, why isn't he Bill Belichick, you know, or you look at the, the most recent uh, successful head coach who won a Super Bowl, you're like, oh, why isn't he like that guy? And you realize, but when you realize when you step back, Dan or, or Dale, when you, when you, when you step back, you're like, okay, in that time span of all the active coaches in the NFL, no one has more than one Super Bowl except Bill Belichick. And like you said, with those numbers, of all the active coaches, he has the third best winning percentage. And one of those guys is Sean McVay, who's been around for just four years. Uh, so, like, I, I don't, you know, I've never understood the the push to get rid of Mike Tomlin that has existed in Pittsburgh outside of just it's just normal uh, fanaticism of just like ah, we didn't win this year. We got we got to see something different. Yeah, and I get it. And you, you know, there are expectations there, um, and that comes with being the head coach of the, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's no doubt about it. Um, but you know, you mentioned winning percentage. His 640 winning winning percentage. Yep. Um, you know, it's better than Sean Payton. Um, it's better than Joe Gibbs. It's yep. better than Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. It's better than Bill Cowers. Better than John Harbaugh. Better than Paul Brown. You could go on down the list of, of guys that it. You know, he has a higher winning percentage. That you know then. Okay, you can talk about playoff uh, wins. You know, if if you're looking at playoff wins, he has um, he's he has eight. Yeah, he's eight um, in the playoffs. That's that's the same number as Bill Parcells. Yeah, that's the same number as Mike Shanahan, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Flores, Tom Coughlin. These are guys that've been around a long. That's more wins than than Tony Dungy. That's more playoff wins than Andy Reid wow. has in his career. Wow, so, I, I didn't even think about that. You know, uh, it's. It's all relative. You have to look at it. There are coaches that come out of, uh, you know, come out and, and win a Super Bowl. You, you, know, you mentioned Sean McVay or get to a Super Bowl. That happens. Right. Every, you know, any team can catch fire in one season uh, and, and make a, a strong playoff run. Can you consistently do that year after year after year after year? That's that's one thing that, that you know, you have to look at with the Steelers and say they do that. They consistently uh, are are a playoff caliber team. 
Um, they don't have those ups and downs. I'm sorry, Andy Reid has. Uh, yeah, I was, has, I was looking at this. He has 17. He has. Yeah, he has, I, that was his wins with the Chiefs. I'm okay, sorry. okay, yeah. no, that that that's fair. But no, but but to your but to your point, you know, you look at you look at the success of, of these coaches with these teams. You know, and you again, when people talk about underachieving, they said because I always say they you know the Steelers underachieved in the last decade. It's like okay, well, Sean Payton, one of the better coaches in the NFL, won one Super Bowl during that span as well with Drew Brees had three losing seasons three losing and on top of that three straight losing seasons which allowed him to amass higher draft picks and get back to where the Saints are now where they got guys like Marshawn Lattimore who's playing cornerback at an out at an insane level you know Mike Tomlin still has never had one in that span and like you said with, with like with Andy Reid this was of all the years he's amassed a lot of playoff wins but he didn't win one until he had the best quarterback in football and, and I, I think that that's something to say for what the Steelers have been able to do under Mike Tomlin as Ben Roethlisberger as great as he is and as hall of fame as he is he's never been the best quarterback in football whether it's Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers Peyton Manning or Patrick Mahomes or one of those guys but he's, he's always been like kind of like right on the cusp of those guys but never there and yet they've you know they, they've still had those competitive seasons while these other teams with guys like that have had losing seasons yeah so I mean you, you have to appreciate the consistency you have to appreciate the job that that he's done, and I, I hate when people lump in. Well, they've they've faltered down the stretch the last three years. If you can't count. You Different can't things. count twenty nineteen into this whole situation. Right. You just As I see can't. a lot of people do. A lot of people do. They're like, oh, you, they fell apart at the end of twenty nineteen. I'm like, yeah, who wasn't going? You know, who didn't? Who, you know, who, who you were expecting them to win the that Super was, Bowl that year? Like, that, okay. whole, that whole season was smoke and mirrors to begin with. That's yes. what made it. That's that's what made it such an interesting year to. To, you know, they were eight and five at one point. And I'm looking at this going, how the hell are they uh, eight and five? How did they, they do that? That's, uh, that's, that's comes from Mike Tomlin. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't lose that team. It will be super easy to lose a team. Your, your starting quarterback goes down in the second week of the season. What were people saying about that, that football team? When they when they made they were they, they, they were made, dead people people Patrick. were saying they they're were gonna dead. have a top five pick they just traded away a top five pick for Minka Fitzpatrick yep and that, that's the thing Dale they swindled the Dolphins the Dolphins thought they were getting a top five pick like oh we'll give up our safety for a top five pick easy we have no problem with that then the Steelers are like well guess what it's middle of the draft again because we went eight and eight that's and, and so they swindled the Dolphins out of pick that pick turned out to be an offensive tackle Austin Jackson who cares about that they 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 won that. If, if, if the argument was that Mike Tomlin can't hold a team together unless he has supreme talent, that year disproved it entirely. Like, like, like you're saying, that's just, uh, again, he, 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 he knows how to lead the locker room. The problems that the Steelers have had in the playoffs, they, they've, they've had tough situations the past, the past few times. And the thing is that I want to point out to everyone is that the NFL's playoff system is more volatile and dangerous than any other in professional sports. Cause in every other sport, you can lose four games or you can lose three games and still have a, a, a shot, a, a shot, a shot to play it, to keep, to keep going. But if you have a great season, and you slip up one day or one guy gets hurt or one thing happens or a miracle play happens against you, it can take away your whole season. And for this, for the Steelers, they were decimated by injuries last year where they didn't have a bye week. And we saw, and we saw they had a rough game where Ben Roethlisberger threw four picks and they lost in the playoffs. The year, the, the time before that Ryan Chase, they're getting paralyzed, you know, late in the season uh, before they played the Jaguars and they lost before that, that destroyed the defense and they were holding that together with strings. And then the year, the time before that they lost Le'Veon Bell and the, AFC championship game and he was the bulk of their offense that year it's just things happen and it's it's why there's only been one team that's been able to win 
Super multiple Super Bowls during that same time span that we're talking about. And I guess two teams if you consider the Giants. But uh, again, to your point, this is you know the, the, this the, the standard that people think that the Steelers should be that winning Super Bowls you know one every four years. That's just not realistic. No, it's not. And 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 I get it. You're going to be held up to that standard, the same standard. Well, the Patriots do it, and I'm sure right. you know Raiders fans in the in the uh, in the 70s. Uh, we're looking at this going, we only won one Super Bowl. We had all this mm-hmm. Hall of Fame talent. Mm-hmm. Well, there was, there was another team there that, that, that kept you from doing the same thing with the Oilers in that time period. Yep. Go down, you know, uh, the, the, you know the, the, the Cowboys and 49ers in the, in the you know, uh, not the, Cow- the Cowboys in the early, uh, two th- or early 90s or, or yeah. the 40- 49ers of the, uh, of the, this, the 80s. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's, a, there's a dominant team there. And so – you know, you have to get past that dominant team on occasion. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but that doesn't mean you're a bad coach. Mike Tomlin's one of the top five coaches in football right now. Easily. Don't move on from that when you've got a top five coach. And any other franchise. I I tell you, when I do the Locked On Steelers podcast and I talk to, we do our crossover episodes with all the other uh, podcast hosts and, you know, across the NFL, every one of them is like, man, if only we could get a Mike Tomlin, unless you got like Bill Belichick or Andy Reid, like most, most, but most guys are like, like when I, when I say Pittsburghers want to get rid of Mike Tomlin, they're like, what are you? Cra- oh, actually, yes, please do that. So he could go somewhere else and we have to stop dealing with him. That that's the response I get from other fans. I want to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to talk to Dale about the upcoming challenges Mike Tomlin faces with this now three-year extension. Back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. We're continuing this discussion about Mike Tomlin after he signed his three-year extension. We just talked about the historical significance and all the things and arguments about, well, should, you know, is he this, is he that? Okay, that's all behind us. But now, Dale, let's look to the future. Mike Tomlin is continuing this, you know, with his stretch with the team here. Ben Roethlisberger is on maybe his last year, last two years at best, if, if, you know, if it goes further than that. Um, but he also has a defense and a, and a good young nucleus of players to keep to, that he can keep working with over the next few seasons. What do you think are his biggest challenges he's going to face to get the most out of this group and find a way to keep them going in the next few years? Well, I mean, obviously finding the successor for Ben Roethlisberger is mm-hmm. job number one. And, and that really kind of supersedes everything else because you have to find the quarterback. That's why those guys get paid all the money that they do. Um, you know, how does that quarterback come? And I'm sure that, you know, the Steelers are having these, these discussions. Okay. Uh, is, is it somebody on the roster? They probably aren't certain of that. Uh, you know, is it somebody uh, in the draft? Obviously they have no idea what's going to be available in 2022, 2023, that kind of things. I mean, you can kind of look at this and say, okay, well, this guy's going to be available or that guy's going to be available. But I'll say this two years ago, Joe Burrow uh, going into the, into the the college season was considered a a mid round draft pick this past season, Mac Jones considered a mid round prospect Mm -hmm. guys emerge uh, every year uh, that, that, you know, you didn't expect. And all of a sudden, you know, Hey, this guy's pretty good. Uh, So you don't know what exactly you might have an idea 
of, okay, this is, this might be a, a good quarterback draft in 2022 or 2023, but you don't know for sure. Right. And the way that teams are now moving on from quarterbacks that they drafted quickly mm-hmm. uh, to go get the next guy uh, is, is unprecedented. It didn't used to happen like that, but now you see, you know, this, just this past off season, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, who were the first and second overall picks in their draft just a few years ago, already changing teams. We saw it the year before that with Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, uh, where, you know, the, again, the first and second picks in the draft changing teams. So you never know who's going to be available. Um, you know, for all we know next year, uh, Aaron Rodgers could be available. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Ryan could be available. There are guys there that you look at and you go, okay, this guy might be available who, who could be your quarterback for two or three years at the very least, at, at, you know, at a reasonably high level. So you just don't know. What's going to be there, um, you know, it, it, next year? So you play for you play it for this year, um, and, and then you 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 know you you get ready to do it again, and and then you assess what you have at the position. So to me, that's the biggest thing, and it really uh, supersedes everything else because the rest of it falls into place once you have the quarterback. I, I agree. You know, you, you, you like you said, we could be looking at a completely different quarterback situation this year because, and this this happens every year, Dale, when it's the current quarterback class. It's, you know, if, if you don't have, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, well, I guess now if you have Deshaun Watson, you are hunting for a quarterback, but uh, you know, if you don't have one of those top guys that's in their prime or young, you're, you're looking at like, man, like, you know, is this, Oh, wait, we, what if we get, what do we got to get a quarterback this year? Because if we don't get a quarterback this year, we'll never get a quarterback. And it's like every year, you know, there's, there's new guys to pop. Like you said, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, you know, guys that everyone, you know, Zach Wilson, you know, everyone knew about Trevor Lawrence and everyone, you know, kind of talked about Justin Fields, but there's guys that pop up all the time. Well, look at the 2018 draft as an example, Chris. Yes. Those guys have, you know, haven't even signed their second contracts yet. Um, you know, what's, what's Cleveland going to do with Baker Mayfield? Yeah. We've already seen, we've already seen Sam Darnold, who was the third pick in that draft move to a new team. Josh Allen looks like he's an absolute hit for Buffalo at seven. Uh, Josh Rosen's already on his fourth team, who was the 10th pick in that draft. And then you've got, you know, the, 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 the Ravens have to, you know, make a, a decision on Lamar Jackson that, you know, just because you, you say now, well, they're probably going to sign those guys to an extension. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, that's, that's just the 2018 draft. That's the same draft the Steelers got Mason Rudolph in. Okay. So we move on to 2019. Kyler Murray was the first pick in that draft. Okay. He, he probably sticks. Okay. But th- what about Daniel Jones then at six? Mm-hmm. Do the, do the giants say, okay, we've seen enough of Daniel Jones that we stick with him or do they move on after the season? Um, you know, uh, Dwayne Haskins has already moved on from that draft. He's with <laughs> the Steelers now. I mean, those are your, those are your three first round quarterbacks from that, from that draft. That's just 2019. Yep. That's um, just 2019. And, and, this stuff and happens. It, it happens all the time. And, you know, it's something, it's, so, it's something funny. You and I have been talking about the running back position and how people say, oh, there's not a lot of value in the first round running back. But how many people whiff and miss at the quarterback position? Like you, like you just said, heck, it, it, you know, with, with 2018, Sam Darnold, new team, uh, you know, Josh Rosen, new team, you know, you know, you know, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, will they be on new teams? The, the one guy I think is, is definitely locked in Josh Allen, the Bills. He's the franchise quarterback for as long 
long as he wants to, wants to be the franchise quarterback. And in 2019, Dwayne Haskins, new team. Uh, you know, even you, Drew Drew Lock, an early second round pick. They're, the Broncos aren't sold on him. You know, Daniel Jones. You know, there's there's all sorts of guys like that. And then you know, we talked about this weeks ago. How when it was some, someone pointed out. 2009 to 2016 every quarterback picked in the first round of those years are on new teams by now and you know it's just it's it's the volatility of the quarterback market things change really quickly and just because you're not getting your guy this year that you that you watch tape on i'm I'm not talking to you dale i'm not talking to kevin colbert i'm talking to the fans that that panic every year and they they see the highlight reel of justin fields or the highlight reel of trey lance or zach wilson they're like why we got to get one of those guys and it's like listen man next year there's going to be new highlight films on some new quarterbacks sam howell phil jerkovich whoever and you're going to be saying the same thing then and next year it might make more sense for the steelers to pick a quarterback when we know they'll have an extra an extra comp pick for bud dupree and they and they're going to be saying like, Hey, maybe we figured out the run game. Hey, maybe we figured out depth on defense. Now let's take the, let, let's take the move to get our quarterback. And who knows, you might even have to move up because different draft classes, you know, they, there's quarterbacks valued at different spots all the time. It may not be a situation where like you see the Niners trading up to get, you know, trading three first round picks to go get their guy at number three. Um, you may be able to get your guy at like 15, 16, 17, you know, you know, around that range. So there's a lot of different possibilities with quarterback position, but, but, but getting back to Mike Tomlin, because quarterback is absolutely part of this. I think a lot can be said if he is able to get this, this Steelers offense, if they can get, if he can get this run game going so that even when Ben Roethlisberger retires, that it's a, it's a noticeable force in the NFL and he keeps the defense on the trajectory that it is with, you know, being able to create turnovers and leading the league in sacks and, and, and make big plays that combination, even if they go and get a mediocre quarterback in free agency or if they or if they draft a rookie that they got to kind of work with, that can be competitive in today's NFL. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo just took the 49ers to the to the Ding. Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. Ding. Uh, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Ding. So, <laughs> so it's more it's about, you know, the team. It's about getting hot at the right time. It's about staying healthy. To back to our point in the previous uh, in the previous segment about you know the, some of the the bad luck that the Steelers have had uh, heading into the postseason. So um, you know it, it's it's not easy to win a Super Bowl, no matter how much people think. Well, you could you know go win a Super Bowl every three or four years. No, that's not realistic. Um, you know it, it just isn't. And to expect that to me is, is completely unrealistic. Now, that being said, the Steelers every year expect to be competing to at least have the opportunity to play for a Super Bowl. That's their expectation. If they don't do that, it, they're disappointed. But that doesn't mean you blow things up. Right. Or you, or you hey, we got to blow things up and start over. No, that's how you become the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. That's how you become the, the Chicago Bears. That's how you become the, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, the Cincinnati uh, those, teams, yeah. those teams may have a, a year, maybe two years of success. Can you sustain it? Look at the Jaguars. They they they, they blew things up. They, they everyone thought in 2017 they had it. They had the defensive stars. Oh, they they're the going to be back. they're going to be great for years. They were gone in a year. In a year, they they, they, they be, heck in this in the year the Steelers missed the playoffs in 2018 without Le'Veon Bell. They they went to Jacksonville and beat them then. And then they and, and now they're gone. And now they're rebuilding. And they have the first overall pick of the draft. That is what we're talking about. We're talking about stability and avoiding that kind of insane fluctuations that other teams go to go through. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, be, be happy that your team doesn't do that. Be happy that your team is competitive year in and year out. 
Cleveland fans can, can, can brag all they want about that playoff win last year. That's one playoff win in the last 25 years or 30 yeah. years for them. One. one. And again, if the Steelers are playing them in a seven-game series, the Steelers win that series. Right. It, they it, smoked it, them earlier in the year and mm-hmm. barely lost to them up in Cleveland with, with, their backups. with, with, with the backups playing. The Steelers were the better football team than the Browns last year. Yeah. There and seems to be there seems to be a misnomer about that. The Browns were better in one game. Mm-hmm. Period. The Steelers were the better team. Yeah, they, they were the better team. And and I, I agree with that. And what and a lot of people are gonna say, oh, poo poo, Chris and Dale are, are are just making things up. And like, no, again, it took an unprecedented performance of Ben Roethlisberger having four interceptions and Marquise Pouncey snapping the ball up at five unforced errors that the Steelers made to give the, the Browns a chance in that game. And they won by, they won by 11. It, it, that, they should have won by a whole lot in that game with the, with the way, it, with the way that they had things set up, you know, they had their backfield, they had Baker Mayfield. I know they were missing a couple linemen here and there, you know, but when you look at their, their team, they had the players that they needed. Um, and, and the Steelers made crucial mistakes and on field mistakes. Those weren't, those weren't schematic mistakes. Those weren't, out prepared mistakes like uh, people are saying oh the, the Steelers aren't prepared that's not what happened that year and and like you said let's see how the Browns continue with this you know it's you know it, you know something that's always interesting to me is that there are teams that play well when the target isn't on their back but when you're like the Steelers or you're like the Patriots or the Packers or the Cowboys there is often there's always a target on your back because everyone says that's the organization that we got to beat and now the Browns have won a playoff game Let's see. Let, let's see if, if, if there's a target on their back and how they respond to it. You know, who knows? Maybe Kevin Stefanski's taking them in a new direction, but I got to see it before I believe it. And it takes more than just one playoff win in a, in, a, in a crazy game to overturn all of that. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for listening to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. Remember to rate us five stars. Leave us a positive comment. Doing that stuff helps us out. And to subscribe. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon. We're anywhere. Podcasts are hosted. Check us out. Stay tuned for more from DK Sports Radio. We got DK's Daily Shots coming up tomorrow as well.